0: While you're standing, turn in your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 18. Joshua chapter 18 and verse 2. The word of God said, and there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes. Everybody say seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. Now, I want you to understand and look at that and see that the inheritance existed. The Bible just said that they had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How? long are you slack to go to possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has already given you? How long? What are you waiting on? I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes tonight. Living on the edge of your inheritance. Living on the edge. Some of you don't even know what's waiting on you when you hear the voice of God tonight. You're about to walk into something that's already there. You just got to possess it. Let's lift our hands right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you right now, God, to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts, and let us see, God, what you're going to do even in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Joshua said, how long are ye slack? The word slack means to fail or be faint or wax feeble or forsake or idle or leave or Let alone until it goes down. To be slack means to be still or be slothful. The writer in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 said, That ye be not slothful, but followers of them, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The word slothful means to be sluggish. Sluggish. Literally, lazy. Woo, y'all are quiet. Joshua is rebuking the people of God, tells us that it was not a weakness or a failure on God's part that they had not taken possession of their inheritance, but a slackness and slothfulness on their part. I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. It's not in my notes. But I feel something in the spirit right now. That God is waiting on you. That everything is in place, everything has already been given. He is waiting on you to go after. The promise. It is the will of God that this sanctuary be filled to capacity and overflowing. And it's not that we lack promise, it's that we lack possession of that promise. Paul the apostle put much emphasis on putting on the whole armor of God. Now, what why put on the armor? If there's not a battle to be fought. Let me say that again. Why would Paul emphasize putting on the whole armor of God. If there wasn't a fight to be had. He don't need a bunch of pretty soldiers. Looking good. From head to toe. What we need in this generation is men and women of God that understand that the reason He gave you that armor was that you rise up and take what belongs to you. We got things messed up in the church. Before you get discouraged, just hold on just a minute. What is our first focus in warfare? First of all, let me tell you what it's not. It is not to hold the fort till Jesus comes and then be carried home. It is to possess that which has been promised to us. To take possession of our inheritance. The word possess means to seize, to rob, to expel, to consume, to, watch this now, disinherit. Somebody needs to get the attitude that I'm gonna put on the armor. And I'm gonna take back what the devil thought belonged to him. I'm gonna take back my family. I'm gonna take back my joy. I'm gonna take back my worship. I'm gonna take back my victory. I'm gonna take back my healing. To dispossess, to drive out, to take possession, to seize upon. Why is that our first focus? Or why should it be our first focus? Because until we are in possession of our inheritance, we cannot help anyone else to receive theirs. The Bible doesn't tell me, pastor, I'm going to have power when I die. It says, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you not when you die but while you live he's given you power in the Holy Ghost not power to sit back and say I've got it I've got it there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost I've got it no 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 he gave you the power of the Holy Ghost because he wants you to go get it get what Everything that belongs to you, it's your inheritance. It doesn't belong to the world. It doesn't belong to the enemy. It's yours. Listen to me right here. The Word of God doesn't tell me I have to wait to, ha- to get to heaven to be blessed. Paul writes to the Ephesian church, one and three of Ephesians, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, not will, hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And it says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Everybody say all things. All things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Is there anybody in the house that knows who Jesus is? Galatians 3 and 29 says, And if ye be Christ's, then ye are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. What's that mean, Bishop? That means the blessing... That he pronounced on Abraham is mine now. Nah, come on, some. I'm trying to wake you up. You you can elbow somebody lightly right now, but it's time to wake up. I said it's not next week. It's not next year. It's not after I die. The blessings of Abraham are yours and mine now. Now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost trying to do something right here. Listen to it as we read the Word of God. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee. Everybody say, that's mine. Mine. (laughs) Is it really? And overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, it will come on thee and overtake thee, tell your neighbor, don't look now, but you're about to get run over by blessing. I said, tell your neighbor, don't look now but you're about to get run over by blessing. Ah, Let let me try it over here a little bit. I said, don't look now but you're about to be run over by blessing. Ah, Come on, I'm not going to quit till you get it. I said don't look now. But you're about to get run over by blessing. Uh, Ah, come on, somebody. I said don't look now. But you're about to get run over by blessing. Uh, I said don't look now. But you're about to get run over by the blessing of the Lord. Come on, God said It's time for you to quit living on the edge of your inheritance and start walking in the fulfillment of my promise. (laughs) Blessed shalt thou be in the city. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be thou when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. Watch what God does. God said part of your inheritance is when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will lift up a step come on I'm telling you that when God gets through your enemy won't be able to hold it together they're going to run just as fast as they can to get out of his presence because you're not living on the edge of your inheritance anymore you're walking in your promise And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of thee. That's not just ink on a page, folks. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. That poverty is about to leave, Pastor. That spirit of poverty is about to. God's going to drive it out. Now, somebody needs to help me right here. In the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. Shall shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please hear your bishop tonight because I'm about to speak something into you that the devil can't stop. Nowhere in these verses... Do I read that my blessing is waiting for me on the other side of Jordan? Come on. I said you don't have to wait till you die to get what God has for you down here. Ah, Tell your neighbor... I love you and I don't want to offend you. And if you want to wait till we all get to heaven to get blessed, that's up to you. The spirit that God is looking for in this day and hour is the spirit of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and half-tribe tribe tribe of Manasseh. They took their inheritance on this side of Jordan, but they said, you know what? That's not going to stop us from fighting for the rest of the inheritance. Watch, you can be seated. I'm going to be a few minutes tonight i got to get this out of my spirit. Numbers 32 and 32. We will pass over, armed, before the Lord into the land of Canaan, that the possession of our inheritance on this side, Jordan, may be ours. Now stay with me right here. They said, you know what? The inheritance is there waiting on us. But I've got a brother and I've got a sister that hadn't got theirs yet. And the only way they're going to get theirs if I stand beside them and fight the battle with them. Well, you know, Bishop, i got a lot of things going on in my house. You know what? Quit crybabying that's life baby everybody's got problems but I want to tell you what's going to make make a move of God happen in this place is we understand my need isn't it more important than your need my circumstance isn't bigger than yours but I'll tell you what we can do we'll lock arms together I said we'll lock arms together and we'll fight together and when you get through yours I You can help me get through mine. But we're not going to quit until everybody gets their prop. Come on, somebody. We're not going to turn back. We're not going to put down our sword. We're not going to take off our armor until we inherit the promise that God has for us. And my sister gets what she needs, and my brother gets what he needs. Watch this. You be seated. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 3 and 18 says, Ye shall go over armed before your brethren until the Lord have given rest unto your brethren as well as unto you. Yep. The reason the three tribes were able to go ahead and fight for their brethren was because they'd received their inheritance already. Somebody said to me tonight, "You know what, Bishop? You're always all right." As somebody asked me the other day, he said, "You all right?" I said, "I have to be all right." I said, "I have to be all right." What do you mean you have to be all right? I am a child of the living God. Well, what if the what if the doctor diagnoses you with cancer tomorrow? I'm still a child of the living God. I'm still walking in my promise. I'm still living in my. Head. Come on, somebody! I'm telling you right now. We've got to rise up and wake up and understand. We can no longer exist on the edge of our inheritance. God is trying to wake us up and tell us, "I've got everything you need." Now, here's the problem. You see, here's the problem. You ready? You're not hungry yet, are you? Here's the issue. So many Christians have determined that they have to cross Jordan or die before they can receive their inheritance. Let me just help you understand a little something here. When we all get to heaven... What a day of rejoicing that will be. I won't need a Lincoln. I won't need a Cadillac. I won't even need a house. Brother Snow, I won't need a healing. I won't need a deliverance. I won't need to cast out devils. Uh, You're not going to help me. Why in the world would God wait for us to get our inheritance When we cross over. What God has given you. Is not for you alone. But what God has put in you. It's for you to take the hand of a sinner. And pull them up. And help them. To get the same possession that you have. So we can all go to heaven together. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody. You need to get rid of your selfish attitude, self-centered attitude that says, I've got problems like you don't know and understand. You need to lay that at the feet of the devil and tell him, this is yours, it's not mine. I'm going to put you under my feet. There were seven tribes representative of the church that have not received their inheritance. Not because it wasn't theirs but because they were slack to go in and possess it. Too many of God's people have settled into a someday mentality. But faith is always now. Those seven tribes waiting to cross over Jordan to possess their inheritance. Somehow, we've come to believe that we have to die before we receive our inheritance. Since when does the beneficiary of a will have to die to receive what the will entitles him or her to. What in the world would you need anything in a will for if you're dead? Yes, sir. Oh boy. Don't 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 make this hard on me right here. It's when the testator or the writer of the will dies, that you are entitled to take possession of the contents of the will. You don't have to die to get your inheritance. You just have to show up at the reading of the will so you can find out what belongs to you. Jesus Christ was the express will of God for us. All of the riches of heaven are contained in Christ. And the writer in Hebrews said in 9 and 15, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions, "...that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament or will is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament or will is a force after men are dead." otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. That's word. You can't change that and the devil can't change it. The will is of force only after the death of the testator or the one who wrote the will. Jesus died. To bring us into possession of our inheritance. To bring the kingdom of God to us. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. But for some reason, Many of God's people have been convinced that we have to die before we can have our inheritance. Many of us were raised with a someday, somewhere, somehow salvation that told us everything was just over in the glory land. Where the soul never dies. And that one of these days, we'll die and fly and eat our pie in the sky. In the sweet by and by. Come on, you know I'm right. And some of you are sitting there suffering tonight. Some of you are sitting there wondering what's tomorrow going to hold. Some of you are sitting there wondering, how am I going to pay my bills? Some of you are sitting there wondering, how am I going to put my family back together? How am I going to ever recover what I've lost? And all the time God's saying if you'll just wake up, you're living right there on the edge of your inheritance. And if you'll just open your eyes and open your ears and walk by faith and not by sight, I'm about to show you everything that Abraham has belongs to you. You can have healing. You can have salvation. You can have restoration. You can have the hand of God moving in your life every day now make no mistake I believe in heaven All right. I've heard guys say you know what if there wasn't a heaven I'd still live for God yeah. not me All right. if there wasn't a heaven I'd probably be a drunk or a drug addict I'm living for God because I want to go to heaven. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to do without down here. Uh, you get jealous if you want to. Pastor's been teaching for weeks to tell us how to get rid of that spirit. You can get jealous all you want to. I'm going to tell you something right now. I, the Lord has been good to me. When I wake up in the morning, I don't open the refrigerator and wonder if there's anything in there. In fact, my wife cooks so much, there's usually leftovers in there. Brother Richard, you and me ain't going hungry, baby. David said I was young, and now I'm old, that's me. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken on his seed begging bread. Come on now. Sister Kayla's always got a little flour, little ingredients for a cookie. We're going to eat, baby. What are you saying, preacher? I'm just telling you. You letting the devil beat you over the head, worrying about things that you don't need to worry about. You need to start walking in your inheritance. The Lord said everywhere, told God, God told Abraham, said everywhere that your feet touch. I'm gonna bless it. Come on. That was Abraham's, but today it's mine. Come on, somebody. It's yours. God's gonna bless you, God's gonna make a way. God's going to open a door. Come on. I wish somebody would hear me. Quit living on the edge of your inheritance. Start walking in the promise of God. I'm a hurry. Not really, but make you feel good. This someday mindset and religion is in total contradiction to everything the Bible teaches let me talk to you about somebody here tonight first of all I'd like to tell you this and folks that were around here I said this the other night I'm not forgetting what I'm saying yet don't laugh brother it's coming I said this the other night when we built this place Brother Jeff McClain You remember hearing me say this I'm not building this for me We're building it for the next generation right. Right. But listen to me right now Pastor Just as sure as I'm, I've got this microphone in my hand God showed me This sanctuary Filled to overflowing And I don't think God wastes vision Said he'd speak to us in the last days Just like that Several years ago We had a little revival here. We had a little soul winning revival. And I asked God. I said, God, you let me. He showed me a vision. We were, what was it, 10,000 invitations that we passed out that week in three or four days. 10,000 invitations to the church here. We had 535 or 565, something like that, first time visitors. And I, how many? Five fifteen, only missed it by. See, I've told you, but I asked God. God showed me a vision, and I asked God to let it come to fruition. I said, God, let there be people lined out each side of the steps going up to the baptistry, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It happened just like that. I'm telling you, there was so much water up there, folks were wading in water up there. We had a changing room over in the other building. People from the church brought clothes for folks to change into, to get baptized. I don't know how many we baptized, but I'm going to tell you this. God promised me that this building was not just going to be filled for folks temporarily, but these chairs were going to be filled with salt. that's my promise that's my promise I'm walking in my inheritance I said I'm walking in my inheritance let me tell you about a man his name was Caleb the writer in the word of God said but my servant Caleb because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto I went, and his seed shall possess it. Then, verse 30 said, Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh. and Joshua the son of Nun. And so, while they're walking through the land, conquering the land, Caleb just inadvertently looks over and sees a little piece of real estate he'd like to have. And he says, you know what? That's my inheritance. See that little hilly mountain area over there? That's mine. And he keeps on fighting, Brother Snow. He didn't stop there. Say, you know what? I'm going to build me a log cabin here get plenty of firewood and plenty of food and just hang out here a few days. And that's not what he did. He just kept fighting and kept fighting and kept believing God and kept obeying God. And watch this now. Forty years. Forty-five years. Thirty-eight years in the wilderness and seven years in Canaan fighting for the inheritance. He comes back to the place He's 85 years old. Some of you that got gray hair don't walk as fast as you used to. Can't dance like you used to. Can't shout like you used to. God's not done with you. You need to get out of the edge of your inheritance and start walking in your promise. 85 years old. That old man, Caleb... He steps up. I like him. I like his spirit. He steps up and says, Now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. You know what I'm praying right now? For the Lord to wake up the spirit of Caleb in this church. Caleb was awake. The word awake means to emerge or cause to emerge from a state of sleep. To stop sleeping, to become alert to or aware of, to cause, to stir, or come to life. To be completely conscious, mentally perceptive, watchful, alert, conscious, and aware. Life has a way of putting us to sleep. We lose our passion. We lose our vision. Sometimes we get the breath knocked out of us. Things happen and we get discouraged. Some things don't happen and we get discouraged. When this happens, our faith becomes weak. And there's a tendency to slip into kind of a spiritual slumber asleep. sleep. So what do you mean, Bishop? I see it in some of you. I watched it tonight. I watched it tonight. I don't know how in God's name anybody could not be moved by what God was doing here tonight. But I watched people standing back there while the Spirit of God was moving and people were being healed of cancer. And their minds, their brains were being touched by the hand of God. And people's lives were being touched. Their hearts were being touched. Physically touched by the hand of God. And I watched people... (sighs) What in the world? What's wrong with that? I'm going to tell you what's wrong with it. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, it's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to understand you can't sit on the sideline and let everybody else do the fighting, let everybody else do the praying, let everybody else do the worshiping. It's time for you to get up, baby. you got to get out of the edge of your inheritance and get in the middle of what God wants to do. I've been in this a long time I'm convinced for this church and probably for the church in general but for this church I'm convinced that we are at a critical point in time in the spiritual realm I believe there's been a strong spirit of slumber that's fallen upon the church world and many believers have been in a sense Just sleepwalking through life. We need the spirit of Caleb to rise up in this church tonight. Spirit of boldness and faith and patience and perseverance and commitment and obedience. And forceful, prepared praise that goes before us into every struggle And every conflict. The psalmist said it like this. Let everything that's had a good day praise the Lord. Let everything that's got all that you need praise the Lord. On, some of you still haven't got it. Praise ye the Lord. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it. It's time now. I said it's time now. I know there are still mighty men and women of God in the church. I know that, but there are some of us that have been asleep for too long and the Lord's calling you, wake up, wake up. It's time. There's a storm raging, but he's still in the ship. I said he's still in the middle of the storm. Let me Let me finish here. Let the prophets wake up. I'm, I'm, Pastor, you said something this morning that was like a dagger in my spirit. I'm going to tell this church something. I come against the spirit of intimidation. The gifts of the spirit are trying to be released in this church to operate, and it's not just on the platform. Hear me. Say, oh, Bishop, don't you, don't you turn nothing loose. My God, I'm going to tell you something. We need to turn something loose. My, my, my old Bishop used to say, old Bishop Bingham used to say, they asked him, he said, aren't you afraid of wildfire? He said, no, I'm not afraid of wildfire. He said, it's a whole lot easier to put a fire out than there is when there's not any at all. Listen, and and if pastor, I don't think he does. I think we have the same heart here. But I'm going to tell you something right now. It's time for you to begin to walk in your inheritance. And the Lord has given you the church. The five-fold ministry and the gifts of the Spirit. And it's time for those to awaken. I don't care what the church across town's doing, what the church 500 miles away from here is doing. It's time for First Pentecostal Church to awaken out of our sleep and start operating in the Spirit and allow the Lord to lead us and guide us into the moving of His Spirit that He wants to give us. Sleeps a condition of the body and mind in which the nervous system is inactive. The eyes are closed. The postural muscles are relaxed. and Consciousness practically suspended. Now you may be a potential Superman here tonight. You may be able to pray heaven down and blast hell's gates off their hinges. You may have the Bible memorized by chapters. And demons tremble when they hear your voice. But if you're asleep, you're no threat to the devil. The tragedy of the hour that we live in is not that there are no mighty men or women of God. But that they're asleep. Brother Shaw, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not trying to make your head swell here. I want to tell you something. God brought you and your family to this church. And I'm thankful for the man of God that you are. I'm thankful that you taught your family to pray. But I'm thankful when I walk in that prayer room, you're on your face before God, seeking God before you ever... Man, do you ever add a different dimension to the music on the platform? But that's not what it's all about. Without the anointing, without the the moving of God in your life, without an awakened spirit, none of that matters. But I'm telling you right now, God wants to use you in a mightier way than you've ever been used before. Oh, I want to talk to somebody right here. God's trying to raise up people in this church. God trying to raise up young people that are say you know what I'm not afraid to walk in the spirit I'm not afraid to let God use me I'm going to walk into my inheritance come on somebody stand with me we are in a state of war Satan is after our children. He's after everything that's good and decent. It's being perverted and twisted. I'm not trying to promote fear and anxiety here tonight. But I'm trying to provoke people to reality. I, I recently... I want to be careful here but I recently attended a meeting of a precious man of God and I looked up and every one of his grandchildren have been eaten up by liberal education. Their minds totally off of being apostolic. But I'm going to tell you something. There needs to be something inside of us that rises up. Young men and young women, don't you let the devil intimidate you. Don't you let the devil talk you out of God using you. I'm telling you, walk in the favor of God and in the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, mom and dad. I'm telling you, we got to get awake. We got to get awake. We got to get awake. We need a move of God like the world has never seen. And it's going to come through us. We're at war. It's not with terrorists. Another country, it's with terrorists from another kingdom. But I want to encourage this church right now before we walk out of here tonight to walk off of the edge of your inheritance and walk into the middle of it. I know you have pain, I know you have sickness, I know you have problems, I know you have circumstances. But that's not where you have to live. Come on now. Some of you can't be a blessing to others because you're so caught up in your own circumstances. Your own situation. And God is saying, I want my people to awaken. I, I, I'm just going to tell you something. This is just me. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to wait till I die to get my inheritance. just take my now I said I'll just take my now I'll just take my joy now I'll just take my peace now come on somebody I'll just take my prosperity now I'll just take my power and my anointing now I'll just believe I'll take my righteousness now I'll take my money now. Bishop, money? Yeah. You know what? I've heard pastors say before he'd love for this church to be able to give a million dollars to missions. I want to tell you right now, I'd love to be able to personally give a $100,000 check to a missionary somewhere. I'll take my money now. I'll take my healing now. Oh, well, you know, i gotta get two, I got to get two opinions. Go to three different hospitals. Wouldn't it be so much easier just to step into your promise? You, you, you say, Bishop, well, if I'm not being healed, does that mean I'm not stepping into my promise? I never said that. But I'm going to tell you, your inheritance says you can be healed. You can wait till you get to heaven if you want to, but I just believe I'll take mine now. Somebody said the promised land in the Old Testament was a type of heaven. That's a lie. It's a lie, Pastor. There weren't any. Gi- There's not going to be any giants in heaven. We're not going to have to fight giants when we get to heaven. Uh, see I've already messed some of you up You were looking forward to seeing giants When you got there <laughs> The promised land in the Old Testament Was a type of the blessings of God That belonged to us It symbolizes our spiritual Inheritance In Christ Paul said for all the promises Of God In Him Are yea And in Him Amen unto the glory of God by us. How long are we going to be slack to possess our inheritance? This is what I want to hear tonight. I'm looking for people of God that are saying, you know what, Bishop? You kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit tonight, but I'm ready to awaken, awaken, and I'm ready to start walking in my inheritance I'm going to lay my sickness at the feet of the Lord and I'm going to pray for somebody else to be healed I'm going to lay my financial situation at the feet of the Lord and I'm going to pray for somebody else to be blessed Uh, somebody help me right here I'm going to lay my depression at the feet of Jesus and I'm going to pray for my brother or sister that's struggling right now. And when God heals them, He's going to take care of me because I'm walking in my inheritance. So this is what I'm looking for tonight. Some people that are willing to lay down yourself and pick up the promises of God. Lay down your circumstances And walk in the inheritance of God. Come on. That's who I'm looking for. People that put on the armor of God every day and understand. I'm not just wearing this to be pretty. I'm wearing this because I got a fight on my hands today. And I intend to win because I have an inheritance. I have the promise of God that I cannot lose. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on. Come on, I want you to lift your hands and begin to plug in and ask God, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Awaken me, oh God, and use me and let me walk in my inheritance. In the name of Jesus, that's it, church. Come on, let's ask Him right now.